0: Thanks for tuning in to your Day Off Podcast. Hosted by your boys, Corey and Tony. I think by the end of today, I might have another best friend. They're committed to making you fall in love with the hair industry, one podcast at a time. Uh, You're going to grab a lot of information. Yeah, you're going to learn a lot. Presented by Hair District. Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. Your Day Off Podcast will begin after a word from our sponsors. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. day off my name is Corey, and of course i'm sitting with my best friend tony what's up buddy what's happening brother nah dude i uh i, I don't, i'm excited i'm humbled I'm, I'm i'm everything you know we just completed presley poe and friends and you know what's the date today tony
2: the 10th april 10th
0: okay so today's april 10th and our show was on march 25th and literally yesterday there was another post about our show i can't believe in like Again, I'm just kind of I'm humbled. I when you do all when you plan these things out, you never know how people are going to respond to it. And here we are, literally 15 days later, and people are still talking about the event, which like blows me away beyond belief.
2: And you know, when you when you kind of read the the posts and things like that, it's exactly what we wanted Presley Poem Friends to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. People networking, connecting, making new friends, and, and just really. Just taking the experience and, and and making it your own, and uh, and taking it and, and creating what you want out of it, and man, it 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 blew my mind. You know when you read these posts and how it really has impacted. Them.
0: It's it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, from day one, when we started this, um, even when we talked to Presley about it, like we wanted to create like a great event for the artist, a great event for the brands and a great event for the attendees, you know, and for the attendees, you know, we've been lucky enough to bring some of the best educators in the country together. So I, I think, you know, th- that's a big win for them. But like, even like um, this year, we had Sam and um, Sam via and Rebecca Taylor there. And even what they had to say to us after the event and how this event is so much different and so needed in the industry, dude, It's just like, it, it's like, it, it's so cool to be able to make a great event. Uh, and, and by the way, Katie May, our third wheel gets a thousand percent credit. Cause she's the one that put it. She, she kind of uh, organizes it all. You know, we're just kind of the pretty face and she's the, definitely the brain behind <laughs> that event. That's first. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but for me, I think
2: that the, the cherry, on top is when the artists, especially the Sam Vias and the Rebecca's, and and you know, saying, "I would do this again."
0: Yeah, as a matter of fact, can I do it next year? Well, I think was a response from from those two. So um, you're right. That that's that's incredible. So uh, I, I listen. I, I'm beyond humbled. Everybody that attended, thank you very very much. Um, everybody that. Um, Everybody that didn't attend that wants to do the FOMO was worth it. I promise you it's an incredible event. It's different than any other kind of hair show that you'll go to. Um, it's, You know, you know what the difference is, is it's about them. It's about the attendees and it's not about the brands. It's not about the artists. It's not about whatever. And the focus is really the attendees and, 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 and how we can impact them. Um, And, you know, and again, I, know, I mean, we
2: got to thank our sponsors too, because without them, this, you know, it, we couldn't do it. And, and it's not like, you know, when you go to a lot of shows, and you know these big brands are they're trying to sell or push because that's what they do, right? At these b- big events, here they are participants uh, behind the scenes mm-hmm. making this educational experience amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And 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 um, and they're giving you opportunities to to to, to purchase. At a, you know these products at a discount if you want to right, right. and 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 we we definitely encourage to take advantage of that because that helps them to come back next year but I mean it's I mean it you it, got to get a big shout out to them
0: yeah yeah there's there's no doubt um and you know these these brands that are doing our show in particular like. by them doing our show, it proves to me that they're they're here for the hairstylist experience, right? They're here for the hairstylist. They're here for you guys. and, And they want to make it a special event, too. All right. Enough about that. Should we get in? Yeah, let, let's uh, let's let, let's chat a little bit. So our guest today is Ambrosia Carey. Ambrosia and I have been talking I don't know for a couple of years or so. Um, for whatever reason, we've never been able to kind of uh, get together to do a podcast. But here we are. So we're making it happen today. Excitingly is Ambrosia has a podcast and we'll get into that a little bit. You'll um, You'll make- you know why. It
2: took a couple of years because
0: once she talks about all the things
2: that she's doing, right? Oh my God. I'm, we're grateful that she has uh, a few minutes to, to kind of talk to us. But the, the hardest is, working is,
0: woman in the industry, right? Oh my
2: God. She is
0: busy. <laughs> 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 Should we get in? Yeah. Miss <laughs> Ambrosia Carey, welcome to your day off, man.
1: Hey guys. So good to see you chat with you and hear all the things. Yes. I was one of those who had FOMO for sure. So I'm definitely about to make sure I make it to Presley bone friends and Presley. And I go back. She actually worked in my salon for a few years and I've just watched the growth and the ladder that she's created and stuff. And uh, just like major props to her. And I I enjoy you guys. Like, I don't know how we haven't been in the same room together, but we got to figure out how to make that happen because I love what you guys are all about and what you're doing. The fact that you're behind the chair and you're just elevating other people in the industry, like hats off to you. I think that's amazing.
0: Well, you know, like when we first started this, like there's so much, and, and we all see it and it's not it's not a criticism necessarily, but like there's so much stuff on on, on social media, uh, just about like just negative words and stuff. And Tony and I, the only reason we want to do this is to elevate the industry. The only reason we want to do this is to create a positive space for the industry. Like that's that's why we're doing this. Like you, you, you'll rarely, rarely hear us get on a soapbox. You'll rarely hear us kind of complain about the industry. You know, um, sometimes I complain about stuff like we can be better, you know, we don't have to, you know, chat about whatever negativeness is in the world but but we just want to create a space where there is um we can share you know the positive of the industry because i because in my eyes there's much more of that to share and i think that kind of the negative stuff is just kind of an an easy an easy spot to kind of slip into
1: i can agree more and there's plenty of negativity in this world let's not like contribute to that i think there's so many other ways to elevate and I think social media right now, it's just kind of a weird space right now. I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of friends, we all agree. Um, and then when you talk about hair shows too, it's like, you're back in like high school again, everyone kind of conjugates to their like little, little spaces and stuff. So podcast is a great space to just be a little bit more unplugged and uncovered and just be able to have more vulnerable conversations. And that's why I like it too. So I'm in that space with you guys, like, let's do this. Let's just like, um give give some space for other people to feel like they can cultivate the type of relationships that they're really looking for and to find the pe- the people that are going to help elevate that experience as well so i'm into this guys
0: awesome awesome
1: and brocher where are you from so i'm from phoenix arizona originally but i live here in portland oregon i have a salon here uh, we have a mid-sized team 13 stylists and uh, three fine dust members. We even have a nail tech and she actually like came as a fixture with the salon. When I bought in, she's been in the salon longer than I've actually been alive. So she, we call her uh, aunt Bonnie because Bonnie, she's been in the industry for a very long time. And I feel like I, I feel really honored and special to have such as uh, it feels like a sacred space for me because everyone there is so uniquely different and they all are obsessed with ongoing education and It's, it's a, it's, it's been a lot of fun. So my salon is here. Uh, I started as a team mom and um, that's kind of what kept me rooted here in Portland, Oregon. And I love to travel. I love to experience different parts of the industry. I'm very passionate about the business side of the industry now. So I've been trying to give back in any way that I can. I love talking to students and visiting beauty schools. So that's kind of the cadence that I've been keeping up with lately.
2: How did, how did you find the industry?
1: it's kind of a funny story, actually. (laughs) So I was going to school to get my marketing degree. And I was visiting my sister-in-law who did hair in the salon. And she talked me into doing highlights. I was nervous to get highlights done because, um, I was one of those like victims of frosting caps and like all the home things and turning your hair, just like bright orange that I was just like, Ooh, I don't know if I want to do this. She said, what if I told you I can make your hair like a nice natural looking color and it won't be orange. And I said, well, okay, let's try it. So as I'm sitting in the salon, she's doing my hair and I'm looking around at these stylists and I see that some of these stylists are just hustling. Like they, there's a buzz going on. The energy was infectious. I loved seeing that. But I also noticed there were a couple stylists who were not quite so busy. So I started talking to my sister-in-law and asking her, "So what what is it like here? What is it like to be a hairstylist? And she'd been doing hair for a very long time. She kind of started explaining to me just like how the relationships were built and how her style, like how the stylists in the environment, some of the stylists were like super artistic and they haven't found the right kind of clients. So when she said the word right kind of clients, I associated that more with the marketing side of, of the industry and that really perked my ears up. Well, fast forward to the end of the, of the actual service. And she did a beautiful job with the highlights. I was really inspired. And then she leans into me and she said, why don't you do hair? And I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I really want to touch other people's heads. And you know, that kind of grossed me out Mm -hmm. at the time. But, um, but what was interesting is she said, you know, you should really just consider going to beauty school. I just feel like you could be so phenomenal at doing this. And she said, it sounds like you understand how the law of color works and the law of color is universal. She said, you should try it out and just see how it goes. So fast forward today. I actually ended up buying that salon. It's so weird to even say it out loud because it wasn't something I meant to do. But eight years ago, I met the then owner who we had like a dinner party together. And I met her there. And she just asked me if I was interested in buying the salon. And It's like, it's so weird how the universe works. But this was 24 years ago when I was in that salon getting my hair done. And my sister-in-law inspired me to join the industry. You guys, I mean, I thought it was just going to be a push off to go back into to business school, but ended up not being. And it's been a very, um, it's been an amazing career. It's been an amazing journey. I just love this industry.
2: So that salon was in Portland. Yeah. So how did you go from Arizona to Portland?
1: Well, actually my whole family was in tech. They all worked at Intel. I was the misfit who didn't, I'm like sitting in a cubicle almost like makes my eye twitch. I couldn't even imagine doing that. So I was like, you guys do that and I'll do your hair. (laughs) I always want to do something creative. And it's funny because I think there's a misunderstanding about marketing. When I talk to other people, they're like, so why marketing? What does it have to do with hair? But it actually has everything to do with it because it's the, it's your story. It's an ongoing, it's really sewing the relationships with the right kind of people. So the reason why marketing and the hair industry really caught me, and it's something that has been so good to me is that when I was able to really work on the relationships with the clients and the people around me, like you guys, for instance, we would never meet in any other condition, but we both have such a strong passion for hair and we want to create like, and cultivate those really amazing leadership skills. And we want to make sure that we're leading our industry. We want to leave it in a better place than where we started. So that piece of that story and syncing up with the right people that also want to do that and want to spread that word that's marketing. So that's the reason why it's been important to me, but yeah, definitely was not going to be sitting in a cubicle. I'm not super tech savvy as much as I try to be. And I take all the classes and watch all the YouTube university uh, videos and stuff, but for sure. Like, yeah, that's what moved us here from Arizona originally, but I've been here since I was a little girl. So I'm definitely an Oregonian through and through.
0: That's nice.
1: Uh You know, I, I, I,
0: I, 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 I often counsel people that like when they're going to college, no one ever ha- takes me up on it. However, you know, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep counseling people. Like, like, I think like, like marketing and a business degree, even if they're, they as minors, like, I think that they're so important, especially with like the world that we're getting into, you know I mean? I think I almost think it's more important than tech because even, even tech needs the support of both, both business and, and marketing, you know, as far as the business goes, like, Even if you're no matter what your your career is, you need to understand how 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 business works and and how you can bring value to that business or not bring value to that business and understand how that works in marketing just I I wish I had a better understanding of it, you know, um, because even so, social media is marketing. You know, it, yeah. it it shouldn't be social media; it should be social marketing because that's what it is. You know, we like to pretend like it's something else, but but that's exactly that's exactly what it is. Certainly, if you're using it for your business. So, anyways, I, I advise everyone to take those two uh, at least minors, or, or or at least take some classes in it.
1: I agree. I think. I think there needs to be like a little bit, there's a stigma that's attached to business and marketing. And I think sometimes people think, or they overthink it. It's really easy to say like, oh, I'm not good at marketing, but you really are. I mean, you're good with people and you're good at understanding your business and what it doesn't have to do with just profit. The profit is the aftermath. The profit is the after fact. So I think sometimes just like removing that stigma and more attaching it to the emotional brain, because That is what speaks to the hairstylist. A lot of us are, we understand things when it's more emotional, but the emotional side of it is just really finding your people and understanding how you can grow. And when I hear things like burnout, we were talking about that before we got on here. Um, a lot of stylists talk about burnout and they focus so much on it, but it's like you hit burnout because somewhere in there you lost sight of what inspires you. So if we're constantly giving back to the things that inspires us, that's the fastest and easiest way to wiggle out of that. And I think it's really important that we kind of like focus on that piece of it, because rather than focusing on the negative part, which is the burnout, that's the aftermath. Let's focus on the things that can get us out of that. So that way we can continue to grow. And instead of growing outward, can we grow upward? So I think it's just kind of getting a little bit deeper, not wider. And that's the thing that I'm really passionate about. And I feel like this is like the last part. I feel like that's the last thing that I want to leave our industry with. Um, And that's why it's so important for me to reach more hairstylists and to talk to other people and especially to leaders. How can you lead better? How can you, how can you um, guide other people who want to have a creative journey and make money doing it and not feel like it's so much work, not feel like it's so hard. So if it feels hard, it's probably because you are pushed, you're not tapping deeply enough into that emotional piece. So I feel like if we talk more about the emotion of business and marketing, it's something that might feel a little bit easier for us, but also it won't feel so disconnected. Like I think sometimes people just focus too much on the businessy part of it where business is, it doesn't have to be that way, you know, so that's, I think that's the reason why it's become more important for me over the past decade.
0: I love that, you know, I I love just a different just a different approach uh, approach to it.
2: Yeah, I I love what you said earlier is like burnout uh, because you lost focus of of where you want to go and that is so spot on because when I made the transition from 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 where I was to where I am now. Uh, working with this guy, uh, again, <laughs> again, uh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I feel like, am I, am I burning myself out doing hair? Am, am I losing my passion for it? And when I changed my, just my, my situation, the passion, the, the, the love going to work, the love of my clients to it, it all, it was all there. I just somehow lost the sight of that, you know, because for whatever reason, I was distracted from that and, and just maybe I felt like I was burnt out, but
0: I, but it was just my situation. It was you know, I, that, that's, that's, I hope I can share this story. So we, I'm not going to give names, but um you know, the first time that we worked together, we worked with somebody who was a, terrible negative nancy and was like uh, almost bullying me in a weird way like every day was like you know just being kind of rude and stuff and like i thought the same thing i thought I, i no longer like doing hair i thought that i needed to find something new i felt like yeah every morning was when i woke up in the morning i was like oh i gotta go to work you know but then when we left that salon immediately like all that stuff came back right immediately all that passion came back immediately like oh it wasn't it was something else, you know, and then I had to kind of explore what, what, what that something else is, but it, I, I don't know where I was going with that. But but anyways, it was it, it's just, I, I understand what that what that feels like. You know, you, you, new wings give you new wings. Well, yeah, you get distracted, right? That's it.
1: Yeah. I, actually, I think where you're going with that is that you're a product of your environment. So I think it's important to kind of feed into that emotional piece. And it's really easy to ignore it because it's like you're focusing on the client, you're focusing on other things, but really, if you're tapping a little bit deeper into like your core values and the things that matter to you, then that's what lets your creativity soar. That's what gets you excited. And it radiates that passion. It actually invites the right kind of people in. And it also lets you be a part of a team that has been cultivated carefully that fits you as well. So, I mean, I I think that's where you're going with it maybe, but I think it's, yeah. And I, I totally, I actually have a similar story. Um, I, you know, I worked for a salon and, you know, education was through the roof. It was amazing. I have to give props to them with that. Um, I think, unfortunately, they were a little too focused on the numbers and that kind of like you know, we had indicators that we had to focus on and I still have indicators in my salon too. Cause I think it's good to have some benchmarks that you can focus on. Um, that's how you were able to kind of like set goal. Like one of my taglines is dream big set goals, take action. You can't take action on a goal. If you haven't like set those goals and have something in mind for those benchmarks. However, this salon focused so heavily on it that they would reward you with the lowest benchmark. So, if you had four indicators, and let's say my retail percentage is at you know at fifty percent sixty percent, let's say i'm uh my average dollar for the client is at one seventy per ticket but and and my rebooking percentage is at eighty nine percent, but then I'm like seeing seven clients instead of nine, and so I get. I get punished for it basically. So I, I think it's really important that we have to focus on the things that people excel in. And that's the thing that I'm super passionate about because we're not cookie cutter. You know, it's like, you're not going to do everything really well, but the things that you do well in, if you were to get rewarded for those things, it would, would it make you actually want to lean into that more? I would like to think so. And that's kind of like what helped me cultivate the team that we have now in the salon. And I have to say I'm inspired by them every day. It's amazing. I mean, there's some people that are they're just simply better at some things than I am. And that is that is where the magic is. You have to be around people that are gonna be better at some things than you are. And trying to gobble all that up and be be, be amazing at every single thing, that is what kills that creativity. And that's also what kills the passion. And that's where you hit burnout. So I don't know, just to come full circle with that.
0: I think Gary Vaynerchuk talks about that. You know, he, he goes, don't lean into what you're bad at, lean into what you're good at. You know, like forget what you're bad at. There's other people to pick that up, but really lean into what you're great at. And then, um, and then that will to your point, you know, I think we avoid burnout and stuff. Hey, Ambrosia, I want to have a conversation about, about um, hustle culture, and certainly the way that we've been talking about it the last couple years. Here's what I'm fearful of. Now, granted, you know, we grew up in the 80s and 90s, and it was all about hustle, all about hustle. And honestly, it's the only way that I know to go. Um, And my, my fear is, is that if we if we start stigmatizing like hustling, or if we're using it as an excuse not to work, um, I, I, I I I fear that that some people are going to get left behind. You know, and some people are going to like yeah. not, not reach their potential or not reach their growth. Now, with that being said, I absolutely agree that we need to have better boundaries as far as like uh, home life and 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 taking care of oneself. You know, but but I still think that um I still think we need to hustle. We need to put the work in. That's my opinion. I don't want to put any words in your mouth, but but I'd love to get get yeah. um, your thoughts on it.
1: I think hustle can have different faces. It doesn't mean that you have to be just like grinding all the time. And, um, one of my favorite analogies that actually my business partner uses is, uh, either are residential or freeway, and you don't have to choose one lane or another. There's just like, when you have different paths to get somewhere, sometimes you're going to be on the freeway and sometimes you have to, you know, go the speed limit of residential. So I think what's important is that if you're in that hustle mode and you're on the freeway, if you don't have a destination in mind and you're just speeding along, then you're going to run out of gas. Right? So it's just like, I like to think of that analogy whenever I'm in that hustle mode. Um, is there intention behind this? Do I have purpose behind this? Um, is it just about me doing more because it's easy to find things to do? Like that's not the problem, but if you're doing a lot of the things that are not feeding back into you, or there's not a purpose or intention behind it, then where are you going to end up? You're going to end up with burnout probably so I, I you know, I, like
2: that. <laughs> right. I'm going to call you the
0: motivation pep talk every morning. That is so spot on that. That's her, that's her morning post. Now she's just going to like a uh, post every morning about like motivating you to, you know, but you get getting that hustle lane and, and you're going full throttle. And sometimes you have no clue where you're
2: going. You just, you're, right. just going. you're just going going. And man, that, that is, that is good.
1: Don't get me wrong. I mean, sometimes there, I definitely have, I'm on my laptop and my eyes are like, I'm tired. I'm not in my best self. And I'm just trying to force myself to get something done. And the creativity is not flowing or for whatever reason, I just feel like I got to push myself and that's not a good place to be either. So sometimes I do check in with myself. Like, am I, am I in the right headspace for this? And if the answer is even in question, I got to close it down and try again the next day. And so I did learn that I am just a lot more productive in the mornings and I am not a morning person. So I have to actually force myself to get up in the mornings. I set my alarm for 6 a.m. every single morning, and that is when I get the most done. And I have realized that the afternoon I do hit that mode where I'm just like, okay, I'm dragging. I'm a little sluggish. And that's a time that I have to go into that residential mode. And I think it's important that we do that. That's kind of where my version of balance is. So I, for those of you guys listening, I would just invite you to sit down and write out like literally in two columns, like highway residential and where, where do you need to be within those two places and what would feed those that, that part, part of it, like think of it. Like refilling your gas and going home and being around your neighborhood or the places your favorite places to go or your, you know, your friend's house, the bar down the road, um, you know, your gym, the residential side, what are the things that feed back into you? And what are the things that you need to do to recover from it? And write those out because if it feels like you're forcing it, maybe you're just in the wrong lane right now and it's okay. Like put that on, just save that for another day or for another time that you're in that mode. And you know we're not robots <laughs> you know it's like i just think it's important to check in with yourself and realize like okay i i know that i was supposed to do this today this is my batching day i was supposed to do it but i'm exhausted and i don't feel like putting my makeup on i don't feel like doing that Like, don't be hard on yourself. Just say, you know what? I'm going to flop it. I'm going to, today's going to be a residential day. I'm going to wear my pajamas. I may not even take a shower and I'm going to just hang out and get some mindless things done that make me feel good. So that way I can show up for the things that I need to do when I, when it's time for me to do it. And I'm feeling creative again. So anyway, that's my rant about that. This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I love that analogy the residential or the freeway
2: huh I feel the older that I get the more I'm in the, res- <laughs> the residential lane
0: <laughs> and I'm the opposite the older I get the more I'm in the uh, the freeway lane like it's like I've got so much to get done you know um and right. yeah, so that's it's like anyway. you're in that motorcycle there's a little cart next to you I'll sit in that car
2: yeah, yeah yeah
1: <laughs> on the with the goggles on, <laughs> the goggles on. <laughs> and yeah, a scarf
2: <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Aviator that. hat on. I like that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> i so to can see that you car. I'm not going to lie.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> want to do it especially now. A1. Exactly. Go down Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. And yeah. Persia, how did you um how did you uh, when did you start the podcast?
1: I started it uh gosh, maybe a year and a half ago I want to say. I can't even remember. It's <laughs> not funny. It might have been 2 years ago now. I'm I'm losing track. I think we're about to record season 4 and we generally take about 5 to 6 weeks between breaks between um and every season we like to focus on something very specific. Mm. And uh the last one was all about storytelling. This one is going to be shorter segments and we're going back into the business side. So we're going to be talking about business success. I always like to leave the audience with top five tips. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny because I feel like as our t- attention span starts to shrink more and more, and we just want to regurg- regurgitate information. I started doing this thing. Actually, Gordon Mill is the one who inspired me to do this. I started speeding up the timing on the podcast. I don't know oh, if you guys me too. ever do that. Me too. You do it all the time. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like said-
0: because of Gordon, because <laughs> Gordon said to do it too. And like, um, I can assume yeah. so much more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I've been doing that lately, but I've realized that I kind of hit that mode and it happens around 15 to 20 minutes where I start to zone out. Like I I realize I'm not listening to it. And sometimes I'm like, Oh, I missed something. And then I have to back it up to listen. So, um, so I'm, I'm trying out the shorter timeframe to see if that works. But again, we talked about that before we started recording, like I like the idea of of figuring things out in the process and inviting others around us to figure that out with us and like give them give us their feedback so that way, you know that's what includes community. Like you you know, sometimes we have to pivot or shift or change or um, you know, reignite our focus. And part of doing that too is trying out things that, you know, like looking at the stats, like, huh. Okay, I see where people were dropping off or this this was one of the the highest hitting ones and then just going from there. I imagine you guys probably do the same thing, but but yeah, that's kind of the new one that we're going to be doing for the next season.
2: Like Let that. our listeners know what's the name of the podcast.
1: It's called Successful Stylist Podcast and so it's part of the Successful Stylist Academy umbrella and uh, you know we sh- we focus on the podcast specifically because of the very thing I was talking about like backing up 10 15 minutes ago when I was saying I think there's a lot of stigma that surrounds business and marketing and people get overwhelmed by it. And so it's like, if we uncover little tangible things that we may do on a regular basis that we're not even aware of, or uh, just a way of looking at things or a way of approaching or... You know, there's little things like how do you handle confrontation with clients? Well, that's it's not that black and white, right? I mean, there's different kinds of personalities. You're going to handle different personalities very in a very different way. So we talk about those little tangible things that you can do on a regular basis to grow, but also just like how to change your mentality um, and sometimes figuring out ways to double down too, because there's ways of being able to create uh, two things in one too. And that's, that's a part of growing with that, those marketing strategies uh without it feeling so heavy i guess so yeah that's that's what we really wanted to focus on with the podcast
0: mm. i love it i love your podcast by the way um what I, I i like the idea of the, of the of the 20 minute the the 20 minute thing i know that uh i know well i know that we ran over on gordon when we did his a couple of weeks ago yeah we, we you know <laughs> it's funny, i was like gordon we're gonna get to 21 minutes and he goes that no, we're gonna get under 20 guess what we got to 21 minutes give me some yep. 21
1: <laughs> minutes nice job 21 it's minutes. hard it's hard I mean, but, you know, we're, we like to talk. That's what we do in this industry. That's what we're good at. We, we love chatting with one another and we like to, we're figure outers. So it's like when you're trying to do a figure outing session and you're talking, it's just like, how, how do you do that in under 20 minutes? It's, he was it's, tricky. Under, it's hard.
2: Yeah, he was cursing us. Cause now he goes, now I have to go back and edit one minute out of it. So, but he didn't, we're no, at 21
0: he, minutes. Yeah. I think we're at like 24. I think he edited it down to 21. He's like, oh, these boys. Well, I think also because there's two of us, you know, it's it's hard to stay within the, yeah. uh, the, the parameter when it's two of us. Neither one of us like to shut up.
1: See, that's what you guys can negotiate on. You're like there's two of us. So tw- 20 plus 20, that's 40. We should have 40 minutes.
0: What? Gordon, if you're listening in and I know you are, we should talk really slow though. Because he likes to speed it up really, yeah. really <laughs> fast. That's for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, I know if you're a fast talker and you do that, then you're kind of screwed, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm a fast dude. talker. Sometimes people are like, you need to slow down. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Maybe it's just, I, I like coffee. I, I, I have limited time. I'm kind was, of in the same to, space as what you guys were talking.
0: I was two weeks ago. I was listening to Russell Brand on Rogan's podcast and he speaks so incredibly fast and like a normal cadence that I actually had to go back down to like normal cadence because he was speaking so fast. I couldn't keep up. You know, dude is like he's like speedy, speedy when he talks. I don't even know how he processes information like that. But, uh, you know, I'm um, Gordon was like and he kids all the time. He's like, I don't know who the when, when we first ju- came on the scene, he was like, I don't know who these guys are. I don't know where they came from or anything like that. And then he shouldn't have known about us. But, dude, he has definitely been the lifeline of our podcast pretty much since day one. We um, we, re- we mentor. Yeah, uh, incredible. We uh, we reached out to him like right before either right before or right when we started the podcast. I think it was right before. And I remember when he DM me back and I was like a little kid, like it was our first hit, like, Oh my God, this dude's actually talking to us, you know? Um, and then, oh, I love that. and then, and then he's been, yeah, like Tony said, like, he's just been a mentor, you know, pretty much since the very, well, certainly since the very, very beginning. And I mean, we've flown to Chicago to have lunch with them, um, you know, once. And like, just, he always makes space for us. He always makes room for us. And like, honestly, you know, I never thought I could say this, but like, uh, I, he's like a good friend of ours now, you know, and it, it's incredible. Like, And I'm sure with you too, like he'll just pick up the phone and give us, and give us a chat. And I absolutely uh, love that. And I, I honor him so much because I just think he's such a, such a great guy. I mean, not for what he's done in the industry, but just what he's done for us. You know, he's been amazing.
1: He's a good people. I mean, he keeps it real too. I think that's the thing is that, um, our, our industry. And even if we, if we go back to the social landscape that we were just talking about with social media, it, a lot of it is just like this whole showy thing. And I think we're just kind of getting tired of seeing that we want to see the real deal. It's like, show us what, what life really is like, and talk to us about the things that are really going on in your head. And don't just feed me the things that I want to hear. Like, tell me the hard stuff, but, but also like, let's find a solution for it. And that's exactly what Gordon Miller is.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. It, it's funny because what you're seeing on social now is like you're seeing people try to be authentic. Right? And the, yeah,
1: try to be. I love that you just said it like
0: that. You know, they're trying I to know. Be you're like, whoa, yeah. Like that, yeah, that falls flat, you know. Um, and I'm sure, listen, I'm right. sure we're guilty of it as well, you know. Uh, but you know, I, I also have this feeling about social media. And we talked about it a little bit earlier. Hold on. I have this thing about social media too, is that is that I'm okay with the highlights. Right. Like I'm like, OK, people criticize like the highlights and stuff. And it's like it's like what? Like, I, I don't want your grief. I have enough grief in my life. I just want I just kind of want to enjoy your life. I just want to enjoy life. And I want to enjoy you being happy and stuff like like I don't have to. I don't have to see the grind, the, 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 the hustle and the grind all the time. Like, I'm OK. I, yeah. I miss the days, bro. I totally miss the days of taking a picture of your food. Right. Like, I wish sweetie was that again, because let's bring it back. It's so, oh, my gosh. It's, oh, my gosh. That might be I might have to do that now. But it, it might uh, just like I would much rather hear that than hear about like your your lame political opinions. All right. I'm going to post
2: uh, some steaks tonight on. Uh,
0: you totally should. Totally. Let's do it. Hey, Russia, let's tag me. Do it. Let's do it. Let's, yeah, let's we're we're going to tag you. Yeah, exactly. Let's, <laughs> let's just do food posts for the next couple of days. I'm down. Let's bring it back, man. <laughs> I do love
1: me some food, guys. Actually, it's I am one of those people at the restaurant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I am. I'm one of those people that brings my phone out to take a picture. If it's a beautiful plate, I'm like, hold on. It never goes anywhere. It just sits in my phone, but I still do it. Oh,
0: you have to post it now. Weird.
1: Yeah, I know, right? I should. I should I'm like do a photo bring bomb back of food. all bring bring, bring, back back food food.
0: Fix. bring back food. Bring pick. back food. Bring back food. Bring back food. Picks. I
1: love it. It probably is a hashtag, actually.
0: Oh. We have to check that out now. Yeah, (laughs) I'm definitely posting it now, Tony. Yeah, do your steaks tonight and uh, 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 all that stuff. Ah, I I long for that. But, you know, even with that. So when we when we first started the podcast and I wasn't really on Instagram prior to that, a little bit playing around with a little bit. Um, But until we started when we started the podcast is really when I got into it. And to me, like Facebook was so gross, you know, during those times we started in 2018. It was just 2017, 18. And it was just so, so gross. So like. I loved Instagram because I felt like uh, as hairstylists, we were kind of hanging out and we were kind of showing our work and stuff like that. And like I was blown away by the work that's out there. And and it was really a positive space. Um, And now I don't feel that way anymore. Right. Like like I go to now I go to TikTok for like for mindless, like having fun because now kind of like Instagram, like we have to do it. We kind of do it. But but um but but it's not all like just fun and kind of like let's celebrate each other anymore. It's kind of like oh I have an opinion and here it is and and here's my format to do it. Um um and I'm not really criticizing anybody about it, but just for my own thing, it, it's I don't consume Instagram anymore. I use Instagram, I don't consume it. I consume now. I consume like TikTok because to me and how that algorithm works is I, I only I can I only look and follow exactly what I want to.
1: You know I'm with you on that. I don't love the political statements or wanting to kind of, I don't know, just interject constantly. Um, I don't know that anything is getting done with that. And it's like, okay, if you want to state your opinion, go ahead. But um, I, I think it's got to be done in a way where it's like, it, what what's being productive here? Like, I think for me, it's, I always go back to intention. I hate to be like an, an intention. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's like, if I have a thing written on my tombstone, it's going to be like intention. It's going to be the word. But, got um, it.
0: it's intention. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's gotta be some intention behind it though. You know, it's just like, it's really hard to be in that space where it's just like, um, reading about the doom and gloom, like, let's not do that. You know, let's be better than that. Let's do something about it. So I I'm with you on that. I I like to celebrate as well, but I do think there's gotta be somewhere, something in the middle, like just be yourself and don't, don't, you don't have to show off, but then you also like, just show up. If you're going to do it, show up for a reason, have some intention behind it. Otherwise, like, it's okay. You can just consume and scroll. And I, I don't go on there nearly as much as I used to. So I'm kind of in that same place as you. I think we're all feeling it.
0: Yeah. 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 Again, I, I've kind of gone over to TikTok just because, you know, my feed is exactly yeah. what I want it. And you know what? It's not, it's not, it's not all that other stuff. It's, 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 it's other nerdy stuff like history and, and, in and, and that stuff, you know? Or, or how to, Yeah, yeah, or totally how to do things how to right. do things or travel like mine's travel history and how to do things. And these are things that I'll never do. But for whatever reason, they're in my feed and I get fascinated by them. or weird stuff, you know? But yeah, yeah. Actually, that would be a good uh lots of like barbecue kind of stuff like that. Exactly. Mr. Barbecue-o. Barbecue. Barbecue.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are getting food in there somewhere <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Oh,
0: totally. He, uh, Tony has a competition barbecue team. So, uh, he's always, uh, you know, o- o- over there smoking and stuff.
1: Mine's all motivational stuff. It's so funny. Like it's kind of like reflective of the books that are sitting collecting dust on my side table. I have so many motivational books. I don't know what the deal is. Every time I go to the bookstore, inevitably every book that I have in my mind, it's all like in the self-help section. <laughs> So self-help, uh, motivational and intentional junkie. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, but same thing with with TikTok. I just can't get enough of it. I don't know. Maybe it just helps me when I'm feeling stuck. So yeah, like we you, all have our, our thing.
2: You can save us from calling you in the morning. If you did, you, you just gave three little points and you get, you talk about three points real quick every morning. We'll just watch the the scroll. We'll just scroll you and Get our, get our feed instead of calling you in the morning for a pep talk. That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> pep right. talk. You know, it's kind of funny. Um, A long time ago, this was like years ago, I did this thing on stories that was called Coffee Talk and Traffic. And I did it every single day. And then I kind of got like tired of doing it and it was like a lot of the Snapple sayings, like, did you know that bees did it? I don't know. I can't even think of a, of an example right now, but it was, that was fun for me until it wasn't fun. And then I stopped doing it. I guess that's my point. Like if it's not fun and you're not enjoying it or there's not a purpose behind it, then don't do it. Just like, it's that simple. But I I like your guys's idea with like a motivational type motivational Monday or something where it's like, um, it's something that you learn, just passing that along. So I don't know. It could be that simple, but, um, I don't know. My wheels are turning now. I can just add that onto my plate of more things right. I could do. <laughs> Why not? Right? Just throw another ball in the juggling act.
0: <laughs> I, I I listen. I like it. I I, I would tune in. I'll yeah. Put you in, you'd be in my scroll. You know, you'd be on my TikTok scroll there. Um, I I, I love that. <laughs> you know, Ammon used to do something like that. Like Ammon would go out for a jog every morning, and he would leave you with a couple. Uh, with a couple. Tyreke does that right Tuesdays. talks. yeah. Tyreke, do you do you follow Tyreke? Jackson. I don't know if I do or not
1: actually I mean it's not ringing any bells I at least if I do I don't see I haven't seen the stories
0: he's amazing so now Tyreek I'm gonna Jackson. have to go look yeah I am Tyreek I think is is it yeah. I, is it yeah. I am Tyreek or I am Tyreek Jackson either way if you get to I am Tyreek it'll come up okay cool or yeah I'll look it up he's a fantastic guy man just what a what a lovely person to have in the industry yeah you know like super positive and and um, he lives in the barber space and just, just, just a great, 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 great dude. We, we, we like Tyreek a lot.
2: Yeah. He's been on podcasts a few times and just, yeah, he's very motivational, very just uplifting. And he, and he does that on Tuesdays Yeah, so it's really nice. And
0: it's real talk. Cool. Talk about real talk. It's real talk, you know? Yeah. So- yeah, yeah. yeah, it's live, and and he'll do stuff like like, oh, you want to you want to uh you want to buy a house, but uh but you got three hundred dollar uh, Nikes on, or you got three hundred dollar shoes, or you've got like, yeah. and you wonder why you can't get a you like he's like, it's real. He breaks it down. It's it, it's he's a great great dude, man. I like Tyreek a lot.
1: Oh, I like that conversation actually. That is totally right up my alley. That's funny. my Who- husband and I have had that conversation lately. We've just been talking about that. So, um, sorry, hairstylist, I do have a, you know, that that's the one thing I think that's really, important. You know, we are touching a lot of money if, regardless if you're keeping it or not. So it's like, okay, fine. So I call it the tattoo syndrome. So these are the, these are the people that are like, I can barely afford my rent. I can't, I can't afford to go to this educational event. Um, and then, but they show up to work with a new tattoo. It's like, you you gotta have, you gotta try to prioritize things differently because what are you doing for yourself? It's you're the only one that's benefiting or hurting from it. So what do you want to do differently about it? So yeah, I call the tattoo theory. It's that that's a little tough love. That's my tough love of the day. But, um, you know, that's something that's important to me because I started doing like tiny amounts of investments when I was younger. And it's always been something I always reinvest back in and, This is something that I want other people to learn from. This is something that I want other people to like just sock away a tiny bit, you know, open up some kind of a simple plan or a Roth IRA or something like that, you know, and then real estate, real estate and uh, owning a business. The two ways that you can actually make the most amount of money. And that's something that I want to pass on to our industry because we are totally capable of this. You guys, we, we totally, we have this where we don't have to talk about our pricing methods and on Instagram anymore. Like we don't need to talk about how much money we're making, like how much money are you keeping? Let's, let's focus on that, Mm -hmm. you know, cause I I'm retiring in seven years, like not actually retiring, but, but from behind the chair, and then I'm going to move on to something else. So I, I want you guys to be able to do the same thing. And there is room for that wealth, that generational wealth. So anyway, that's, I won't go into that. I think that's going to be a separate podcast in itself, but um, I, I think it's really important that we kind of like hold on to that. And we think about like, don't focus on what you're making. What are you keeping and what are you going to do with it? And how are you going to have that money, make money for you in the future? Um, Cause I we that, absolutely have that. We can, think, we can totally do it.
2: Yeah. I think that is a podcast. I think that is, you know, it's not about what you're making is what, you know, it's what about how what much you're keeping. keeping. And I think we could have a small talk conversation, a 20 minute you. podcast on, on that. I I think that's brilliant because it, it, it's spot on. It's true. It's absolutely true. Yeah. It's
0: Let's do anymore it. Anymore Let's anymore. do it. Not, Let's do a 20 minute recording on that in the Let's, future. A hundred. Okay. We're doing it. We're definitely doing it. Um, And, and okay. funny, it's funny that you said tattoos, because that's exactly what Tyreek talked about. It's shoes, tattoos, and weed. Where are you spending your money? You know, (laughs) it's okay to have a little bit of it, you know, but just sock away a little bit for your future. Well, you have, but I think you have to do that first, right? You put that first and then then where does the shoes, the the tattoos and the, in the, we become priority. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. We can do a whole (laughs) series on that. On, 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 what are you keeping?
1: What are you, Oh, a series on keeping. That's a good one guys. Yeah. I would listen to that. Keeping safe. Keeping.
0: What are you keeping? Keeping sane? I lost that a long time ago. <laughs> Sanity? Oh yeah, <laughs> that's why we podcast. <laughs> that's awesome. And Borja, how long have you um? How long have you been coaching?
1: Oh, coaching kind of started uh, a little bit by accident because I I've had I've run an apprentice program for a long time, so I started leading the apprentice program for a salon I worked for 15 years. Uh, I did that for, oh gosh, like 10 years perhaps. And then when I, uh, bought into the salon that I'm now in, um, that's when I started coaching, I guess. So yeah, around eight or nine years ago, I started coaching and I started out with a hairstylist and then I was like, okay, hairstylist is great. I want to like focus on tangible steps, but then I was like, okay, it actually starts with the salon owner. So it's like, if you teach a salon owner how to empower and lead better, then that trickles down to the stylist and now my, my newer thing has actually been working with brands. So, um, I'm running like the education team for air professional, for example, and I'm helping Pharmagel with her affiliate program. And I'm offering like private courses for her. Um, and that trickles down like the brands, they reach more salon owners and the salon owners trickle down to the stylist and the stylist they, you know, so it's just like finding a way of being able to funnel and empower, like empower. That's, I know it's an overused word, but it's a word that I'm very passionate about. Like, how can we lead? The conversation and have it trickle on to other people rather than just the one person. So um, yeah, coaching has been a thing that I've been most passionate about. And I, I guess I would say more consulting than coaching, uh, just because it's like I want to instill the thought, but the action comes from you. And um, you know, we like to check in. I guess that's the coaching element of it, but but really. We have a lot more in us, and I think we want to give ourselves credit for. And imposter syndrome is is something that we hear about all the time, and we all feel at some point. And you guys, I'm in I'm in my 40s now. Like it's weird to even say that loud. I'm 43 years old, and I even hit imposter syndrome. So it's just like I think we we need to understand that that's that's human. You're human. Like congratulations. So what do we do about that? And how can we surround ourselves with people that when we do hit imposter syndrome? That they can kind of help us with that, and that's where consultation comes in,
0: dude. I mean, as far as as far as imposter syndrome, it's like it, it it's a daily it's a daily struggle with with me personally. You know, I mean, even like I sound like I'm name dropping because I am, but like even when we got to work with Sam last month, like I, I, I there was all this like why is why is Sam working with us? You know, these are all the internal conversations that I'm having, or or, or why is why is this all happening? you know, for us, and, and it was, it, it was kind of hard to, it's just kind of, I and I understood it, even at the time, I understood, oh, this is just imposter syndrome, like creeping up it, and, and by the way, that's a nice step too, when you just go, oh, stop it, that's just imposter syndrome, but it's still there a little bit, I think you just, you know, like in yoga, you just have to kind of like recognize it, and then let it move on, you know, or recognize what, yeah. and then move on. But, but I think it's a for it's a daily struggle. I think is where I'm going with this. And, um, and you know, if you just recognize it and move past it, then that that's the solution to it. Don't don't think it's not going to be there. Don't beat yourself up because it's there. Don't feed it. Yeah, yeah. Don't. That's a perfect way to say it.
1: Yeah, don't feed it. That's a good one.
0: Yeah, don't feed the beast. <laughs> or and boy and boy, and because all all imposter syndrome does is keep you paralyzed. Yeah, it keeps you from moving mm-hmm. forward, you know, like that you can't do anything with that energy whatsoever, except for let it go. Otherwise, it consumes mm-hmm. you. you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So much, so many things in life like that, you know, mm-hmm. that just like that consume you. But that's, uh, you know, we talk about, uh, you talk about being 43 and Tony and I are in our early 50s. And like, it's uh, the, the great thing about being in the early 50s is the conversations that you have with yourself you know, or, or being able to like, not being, they never, again, the conversations don't go away, but they don't paralyze you anymore. Or you have a different outlet for them, you know, or let them yeah. go.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally, I know. I look forward to that. I mean, I think more of that and even talking about it too, just like being able to talk about it with the people that you trust that you can lean on. Um, and then, yeah, I think exactly what you said, just being able to recognize it instead of just like, Nope, Nope, this isn't happening or letting it paralyze you just like, I see you and now, now you can go. And move on to the next thing. So it's easy to let it go when you just like recognize it and just move forward.
0: It's interesting, too, because the conversations that you have with yourself when you when I was younger, it would be a reflection of another person. Now I just accept it as a reflection of myself. You know, I just like like even that imposter syndrome, like that's a good one. You know, that'd be Tony's fault for whatever reason, you know, but as you get older, you understand that. No, 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 no. This is you. You're putting this out there. This and you have Thoughts, you know what I mean? So like so every time you say it's my fault, I'm like, up, Corey. Exactly. Completely. You know like it's it, it's 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 not, you know, it's just, yeah, it's you, bro. It's you, bro. Figure it out, you know, figure it out and let it go. In the most so true is to let it go. At yeah. least for me, that's it. You know, seek for peace, let it go seek peace and let it go, you know,
1: seek peace, let it go. I like that.
0: Yeah, that's going to go on your tombstone. (laughs) It it, it certainly can, because once again, as I've gotten older, like peace is all that matters, you know, in in everything, because it just, I think back to what we were saying before, like what whatever consumes you. That's awesome. Ambrosia, you're amazing. I uh I I really really appreciate uh this conversation thank you. And like and and I would uh w- we could do this every day because it just felt like like three friends hanging out and having a regular conversation it didn't feel like a podcast at all yeah I mean that's I, what I want to feel, feel like. like it's a quick hour too it's incredible
1: yeah thank you guys I let's do this again I like the challenge of doing the twenty minute segment I think we should totally do that so I mean I just like let's parlay right into that next one and um. I, I love chatting with you guys, honestly, I do. And you know, just like even even like our seldom mornings when we have a conversation, just like on the way to work, like it's 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 nice to just check in with each other, see how everything's going on on your end of the of the country and right. <laughs> and talk about real things. That you know, I mean these sunny.
0: these
1: yeah, I know. I mean you guys are at least having better weather than I am, so at least I can live vicariously through you for now <laughs> while I'm here just like under the clouds. <laughs>
0: So but important. thank you
1: for, so much for having me on. I sure. really appreciate it guys.
0: And Broca, how, how can people find you? Like uh, give us all give us all your deets.
1: So you can find me under Ambrosia Carey pretty much on every platform um or Successful Stylist Academy if you want to check out more about the business and marketing stuff that we're doing. Um we're starting to just lend more like little tiny tips here and there to help you grow your business and that's important to me because you know, as I mentioned before, that's part of my exit strategy, right? Like we have to make sure that we're passing the baton. So um I'm excited to to, you know, cultivate stronger relationships with all you guys who really want to, you know, when you're ready, when when you're ready for growth, then that's where we come in. We're here for you to be able to help you um do that in a way that makes you feel like you can have your own version of it. So anyway, yeah, I, I look forward to connecting with more of you guys and uh feel free to reach out to me. I always get back and um I want to thank you guys again for having me on i'm excited about it i'm already getting looking forward to our 20 minute
0: session like oh, it's happening. It's gonna <laughs> let's get that if on the books here, we're gonna we're gonna schedule it <laughs> <laughs> miss ambrosia <laughs> Carey. thank you very very much for joining us on your day off